0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Chris Carpenter Show. A little bit late broadcasting tonight. I I told you all last week I was going to be traveling today, but we are back in business, and I'll be back in business next week, uh, normal Tuesday time, probably sometime in the afternoon. And then in two weeks, um, I will have a, a special possibly a special edition of the Chris Carpenter show. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. So, um, we've got some things to cover today. We're going to talk about some, uh, tech basketball and baseball news. Um, we're gonna do a little bit of Star Trek news, uh, dealing with some news about the Star Trek movies. I'm going to give you my money in the bank predictions. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Mr. Wonderful, Paul, uh, Orndorff. He, uh, Passed away yesterday. Very important figure in wrestling history. And then we're going to end with some talk about Big Brother. Yes, I love Big Brother. You're going to hear some some of my thoughts about Big Brother and things that are going on in this season's edition. So uh, we're going to start a little bit off with some tech basketball. and And it goes off of something that I talked about last week on last week's show. And that is TJ Shannon. Um, if you listened to last week's show, and you can go back and listen if you haven't, um, I talked about the fact that he was going to be making his decision uh, that very day. It was last Wednesday, and my prediction was he wasn't coming back, and thankfully, I was wrong. He is going to be coming back to tech. That's a huge uh, good news for tech and um you know, things are looking really up. You know, I I remember early days of April, you know, when everything went down uh with, with Mr. Judas Voldemort beard. Um, it was not looking good. You know, it sounded like we were gonna have half the team leave, half the team was gonna end up in burn orange. Uh, you know, the sky was falling. You know, I was kinda I'll be honest with you. I was fearing we were going back to the Pat Night days. And if you weren't around during the Pat Night days, that was the time period where you could basically show up 10 minutes before every Tech basketball game and still get pretty good seats. I mean, it was, it was a rough, rough time. Um, but, you know, Mark Adams has come in, and he is guns a-blazing. I think he's made some really good hires uh, with assistant coaches and retained a lot of last year's players and has brought in some really good talent and there's still a chance of some more talent coming in. There's a guy from, that was at Oral Roberts. He has narrowed down the choices to either Tech or Arkansas. So, you know, knock on wood, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I would just tell him if he's listening, listening to this podcast, which he probably isn't, Texas is better than Arkansas. I mean, their mascot is Pig. We eat Pig. Or you could be a Red Raider We have cool guns and ride around in a mask. Come on. Not a mask on your face either. A mask in your, you know, like, you know, a superhero. Just saying. (laughs) So anyway, we'll find out what happens. But, you know, things are looking good for for tech. I'm real excited uh, for this upcoming season. We've got an interesting schedule. Mississippi State's going to be coming into town. And then, yeah, certainly the UT matchup. I will be there with bells on. And so we'll be a lot of tech fans. so um but yeah, definitely some good news this week out of uh, tech basketball front. Uh, and we'll move on a little bit on into onto tech baseball and let's talk a little bit about the MLB draft and congratulations to a lot of baseball players. Tech had a record seven players go yesterday. I think we had two go today. so we've had nine tech baseball players go in this draft and we are leading every other college in that category so it says a lot about Tim Tadlock and the program he's built it also says a lot about what could have been I mean several of the players that got drafted this year they they were injured we had uh, you know our pitcher that had had to have Tommy John surgery and we had Dylan Noisy who got injured early in the year Uh, and then uh, also um, you know Bird another pitcher that got injured and you know These last two years of tech teams um, are going to be the biggest what-if teams, uh, certainly in baseball, potentially in all of uh, tech athletics. Um, You know, last year's team, the the talent that they had, especially the pitching, they were so deep in pitching. You know, I, I still, and I will always firmly say this, they would have contended for a national championship. And, you know, covid screwed that up and you know tech baseball I think is the biggest victims of the COVID stuff in tech athletics because they they had the team they finally had the deep enough pitching where I think they could have they could have won it in Omaha and so such a shame and then this year as well you know losing losing the two pitchers they lost and losing uh, Dylan Noisy I mean they still were two wins away from going to the College World Series says a lot about Tim Tadlock and and the type of program that he's built here at Tech. But uh congratulations to them. I don't know how many will end up going. I I think most of them will and and I don't blame them. I mean, you're you're going to get get to be paid to play baseball. I get that. Hopefully they 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 succeed in major league baseball. They sign those multi-million dollar contracts and then some of that money comes back to the Tech baseball program and and uh, we're able to continue the 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 reign of supremacy that we've had, especially over the last seven years uh, with Coach Tadlock. So, congratulations to them. Um, we'll see what happens, and you know, congratulations to them. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move on to a little bit of Star Trek news. The big Star Trek news that came out this week has to do with the movies. Um, they are going to remaster the first four movies. So that would be Motion Picture, The Wrath of Khan, The Search for Spock, and uh, The Voyage Home. They're going to remaster that into 4K. Um, in fact, The Motion Picture, they're going to premiere that on Paramount Plus, the streaming service where you can get all your Star Trek. Um, and then The Voyage Home, they are going to be doing an in theater event coming up here. It's going to be in mid-August, which that really excites me because um, my goal has been to see every single Star Trek movie in theaters. Now, based on my age, I wasn't alive for several of the original series movies. Uh, in fact, my first Star Trek movie I saw in theaters was Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country in 1991. So, from Star Trek 6 on, I've seen all of those in theaters, a lot of them on opening night. Um, and I've been trying to work backwards to get to the other movies. And so I, I was, I've was i seen the motion picture in theaters. I saw The Wrath of Khan in theaters. And now I'm going to get to see The Voyage Home in theaters. So now we're down to 3 and 5. So three was, 3 will be fun to see, hopefully, at some point in theaters. 5... It's just going to be to complete the task because 5 is the worst Star Trek movie ever made. Sorry, William Shatner. It's bad. (laughs) So, But um, it's kind of exciting. It'll be interesting to see um, those movies remastered. And it's certainly going to be fun to see the Voyage Home um, back in theaters. That's really the big uh, Star Trek news right now. Now, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up next weekend and I fully expect we are going to see uh, additional trailers for at least the animated shows and I th- I'm hoping we're finally going to get a firm uh, kind of date for Star Trek Prodigy when it will come out but we are we're now less than a month away from the premiere of season two of lower decks and that will that will premiere on August the 12th. And like I said, you know, to those of you that were really big fans of 90s Star Trek, so we're talking TNG, DS9, Voyager, Lower Decks I think is is going to be the the one in, of the new series that you're going to like because it it does do a lot of callbacks to that 90s era Star Trek. And I mean it is just, it is a cartoon and it's a comedy cartoon, and so it doesn't take Star Trek seriously, so if you you know, uptight about, well, Star Trek's always got to be serious. You might not like it. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a fun show, especially for those of us that grew up in that 90s era Star Trek. So, um, and then hopefully we'll hear about Prodigy some more next week at the San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but those that would be the big news I would expect to have come out of, of the Comic-Con in San Diego with Star Trek is maybe a trailer for Prodigy, and we'll see. We'll see what happens, and hopefully a firm date. All right, we're going to do quite a bit of wrestling today, and and, um, we're going to talk about Money in the Bank. This is going to be a big week in WWE and, and, and really in wrestling. You're starting to see it because finally, after all this time, fans are coming back to the arena. Uh, this Friday, and of course it's in Texas, the WWE SmackDown will be live in Houston with fans. This will be the first time since uh, Corona stuff started that there will be fans at SmackDown, at Raw. Now, they did have fans at WrestleMania. Uh, that was kind of, they did that back in April, but they're going back on the road. I'm a little bit, uh, a bit bummed that they are not coming to Lubbock. That kind of hacks me off a little bit. Uh, come on, WWE. You know you're coming. Oh, going to all other places in Texas. You know, don't be, don't be one of these people that thinks that life in Texas doesn't exist. You know, west of I-35, because the best part of Texas is there. I'll just tell you that. But um, it's gonna be exciting, and I, I expect we're gonna see some fun surprises over the the next few uh, days with SmackDown, and then Money in the Bank on Sunday, and then Raw, and then uh, SmackDown coming back on the road. Um, there's been all sorts of interesting rumors. What I want to do right now, we're going to talk a little bit about Money in the Bank. I'm going to give you my predictions for the pay-per-view, and... Kind of my thoughts, and then kind of what I'm, what I might or might not think is going to happen at SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam is going to be an, a big event this year. They're having it at Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders in Las Vegas, which that's going to be exciting uh, to watch. They're going to have it on a Saturday night, which that that's really cool too. And I'd love to see pay-per-views more on Saturday. Sunday night's kind of difficult, um, you know, because you're kind of, at least for me, because I'm getting ready to go, you know, do the school week, you know, work week for a lot of people. And, you know, especially when those pay-per-views run long. And You know, I'm, I I like to go to bed, you know, early, you know, on Sunday nights, you know, get ready for the week. But it'd be cool to, do, you know, do some more Saturday uh, pay-per-views. So let's talk first, uh, first match on the card listed is the Money in the Bank ladder match, the men's Money in the Bank. This is for the Money in the Bank championship contract, and we've got Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins that are going to be vying for that Money in the Bank. i got to say a couple things about the men's Money in the Bank. I really feel like past five years – The WWE has really dropped the ball on the men's money in the bank. A little bit of a history lesson here, you know, with the money in the bank. Remember the money in the bank, you win the briefcase, you can cash that in for a world title opportunity any place, any time. And I think WWE's dropped the ball on the men's one. The last one that I really think that worked, that made sense, was 2016 when Dean Ambrose won it? Uh, that you know he was able to cash it that night, win the the WWE title. We ended up with the three uh, the three way with the Shield at the next pay per view. Made sense, you know, to me. Money in the bank. The person that wins this is an opportunity to either create a new star or to create a change in a character. That's gotten a bit stale. You know, talk about creating new stars. Remember Edge, first Money in the Bank winner. That's when he won his first world title. You know, CM Punk, his first world title won after cashing Money in the Bank. And then the change in his character when he turned heel and became, you know, the straight-edge superstar, straight-edge society guy, Money in the Bank. So WWE's dropped the ball, you know, going back. You know, 2017, we had... Baron Corbin win, and then he cashes in on a random SmackDown and loses. Didn't work. 2018, you know, they give it to Braun Strowman. I liked Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, great character, great wrestler, great performer. He didn't need the money in the bank to get world title shots. He had everything in place. So to me, it was a wasted money in the bank. 2019, you got Brock Lesnar winning the money in the bank. Why in the world does Brock Lesnar need a a briefcase to get world title shots? He's Brock Lesnar. Didn't make sense. Didn't like it. And then last year with the Otis situation, I I still don't know to, to this day what the plan was. Were they legitimately going to have Otis cash in? And I don't think they even do. I think it was one of the situations where Otis had been Become a very over character and they thought well let's give him a run with the briefcase and then they didn't know what to do with it they give it to the Miz which I like the Miz I wanted him to have another world title reign it made sense but it was basically used to transition to uh, Bobby Lashley winning the belt so WWE I think needs to do something to get the men's money in the bank Back on track. So, looking at the competitors, here's what I think is going to happen. Are a couple things that I, I could foresee happening. I don't see Riddle winning. Um, last night on Raw, Riddle basically said he would use the Money in the Bank for the tag titles. Now, nope, not going to happen. I don't. You know, the way his character is right now, just not a serious enough character to, to be given the money in the bank. I don't see King Nakamura winning either. I think his program with Corbin is not finished yet. Uh, just, I just don't see WWE giving him the, the briefcase right now. Ricochet, I think Ricochet, great performer. I think he's world title worthy, but I don't think Vince McMahon thinks that. I think he's in there to do the high spots on the ladder. I don't see him winning, um, so we're left with John Morrison, Drew McIntyre, Biggie, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. Biggie, I don't see him winning the Money in the Bank. I still feel like he is he's going to be the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns. I know we're, there's talk about we're going to have The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I think that'll end up being a Roman Reigns win. I think Big E could be the guy, if you build him up right, to dethrone Roman Reigns. Having said that, having a face uh, briefcase winner, Money in the Bank winner, I don't see that working very well with Big E. And I don't think he's necessarily at that point yet where he can be the, the world champion. Um, so I don't see him winning. Here's what I think may happen. So we're left with Morrison, McIntyre, Owens, Rollins. Owens, I don't see him winning either. I think Sami Zayn comes in, costs him the match. So I want to see Morrison win, John Morrison. I think John Morrison hasn't been used very well um, since he's been back in the WWE. I mean, him being like the Miz, the Miz-Morrison thing, it was fun for a little bit. But, you know, John Morrison, you know, this is a guy that, number one, when he was last few years in the WWE, had really broken out as a single star. And then leaving the WWE, this is a guy that went to Impact, won the world title there, was part of the Lucha Underground, and was very successful as Johnny Mundo. I'd like to see him get a world title run in uh, WWE. So I would love to see him win. I don't know if Vince McMahon is real high on John Morrison. I, uh, Seth Rollins, he's won money in the bank before. Do they give it to him again? Possibly. And I'd love to see a Seth Rollins-Roman Reigns match. However, they're both heels. I don't know how that would work my fear is you're going to see Drew McIntyre win and i like drew mcintyre i loved when he had the reign as world champion but i think his character needs a change um so i think if they what i what i'd like to see if mcintyre wins it is this we start seeing some foundation for possibly a heel turn. Ultimately, my prediction is I think Drew McIntyre wins, but I'd love to see John Morrison win the Money in the Bank match. So let's talk about the women's Money in the Bank match. And I got to say the women, since they brought in the women Money in the Bank match, they have done a better job with Money in the Bank winners. You know, going back, 2017, Carmelo was the perfect winner. Now, I didn't like that they had to do the shenanigans with Ellsworth and, you know, then they had to have a second one. They should have just had her win outright. She was the perfect winner. Perfect way to cash in. Fantastic. You know, 2018, putting uh, it on Alexa Bliss, having her win the money in the bank, and then, you know, having her be the one that Ronda Rousey beats makes sense. You know, 2019, Bailey Perfect Winner that was that was the beginning of her character change going from the face to the heel that she is now. She was the perfect winner. You know, even last year, Asuka made sense at, to win the Money in the Bank and, and she especially made sense to win the Money in the Bank when it ended up being for the Raw Women's title. So, the women have done a lot better at Money in the Bank certainly since they've begun the women's money in the bank match than the men. So here's who we have in the women's money in the bank match. We have Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and then to to be determined. So I'll talk a little bit about the TBD in a minute. There's all sorts of rumors who that could be. So I don't think Asuka w- will win again. I, I don't think... We've seen her and her reign. I think it's time uh, for someone else to get a shot. Um, Naomi, she's not been women's champion for a while, Um, but I don't see them building her up and putting putting the briefcase on her right now. Alexa Bliss, with the character change, possibly could be a Money in the Bank winner. I would put a maybe on her. Uh, Nikki Ash. I like the new character change. Nikki, I think Nikki Cross, and she's now Nikki Ash. I think she's been very underutilized, especially when they decided to break her up with Alexa Bliss and that, that tag team. I think it would be an interesting um, putting her putting the money in the bank briefcase on her. I don't know if WWE's is ready to pull the trigger on that yet. Uh, Liv Morgan, I don't see her winning. Um, just, I think she's... I just don't think WWE has faith in her just yet. Uh, Zelina Vega. Now they just brought Zelina Vega back um, after they released her. I don't see her. Ge- I don't see them giving her the Money in the Bank, um, especially because her husband just debut- debuted in AEW. Uh, there might be a little bit of punishment there. Uh, you know, WWE can get a little um, petty about those sorts of things. And then we've got. Natalia, Natalia. I don't see her winning. I just think I think WWE. The view of Natalia is she's she's the good loyal worker. She's a tag team champion right now, women's tag team champion. Um, I just don't see them giving it to her right now. And then we get to the TBD, and I really think if it's not Alexa Bliss, that would be one I would lean to as far as announced names. I think whoever the TBD is will end up winning money in the bank, and there's been all sorts of rumors. Uh, Sasha Banks has been the big rumor I've heard, um, and that would be that would make sense. You could have Sasha Banks win. She could reignite her feud um, with Bianca Belair, or you could move her over to Raw and have her challenge Rhea Ripley. I don't know. Could this be the moment Becky Lynch comes back? Um, possibly, you know. I've I've been surprised that she has not come back yet. I, I figured that she would come back uh, maybe after WrestleMania. Maybe they've been saving Becky Lynch for when the live crowds are back. Um, this would be a perfect time to bring her back in um, and have her win the briefcase. So, my prediction is that uh, I think it's whoever the t- TBD. Is going to be, and I'm gonna say Becky Lynch is the TBD. And I think the man, Becky Lynch, wins the Women's Money in the Bank this year, and be interesting to see. I think I think she should stay on SmackDown. I don't want her and Charlotte Flair to be on the same show. I, I think we've seen the Charlotte Becky feud enough. Um, I think there's some women that. Becky has not feuded with on SmackDown. That would make some interesting television. So prediction for women's money in the bank. I think Becky Lynch wins the money in the bank. Then we've got Bobby Lashley taking on Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. I loved it when they gave uh, Kofi the belt back at WrestleMania 35. I don't see that happening. I think Bobby Lashley is going to have a very long title reign. I think what we are building for is a Lashley Brock Lesnar match, possibly next WrestleMania, maybe Survivor Series coming up. So I do think Lashley retains uh, and lives on as the world champion. Then we've got Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte Flair. I think Charlotte Flair does end up winning. I kind of want Rhea Ripley to keep the keep the belt. Again, you know, Charlotte Flair, she's gotten to the point where I don't think she needs to have the belt to be over, you know, Um, and they just keep, I think, going back to that well of giving the belt to her. I don't think that that does her character any favors. I think Rhea Ripley should have a longer reign and, you know, possibly let's... Let's have another superstar, you know, go after the Raw Women's title besides Charlotte Flair. We've got Roman Reigns taking on Edge for the Universal title. And this was was a big surprise when they brought back Edge. I think Roman Reigns retains. um, I think Seth Rollins is going to interfere in the match. And because I think at SummerSlam, we are going to see Seth Rollins taking on Edge in a match. And so I think that's going to set that up. Now, what will be interesting is if there's shenanigans and Roman Reigns wins after Edge disposes of Seth Rollins, does Edge go back to the Roman Reigns? Well, I don't know. Um, But, you know, I think Roman Reigns retains again. He's in for a long reign, I believe, as well. Um, And I think as far as the rumors I've heard go, we are going to be seeing Roman Reigns taking on John Cena at SummerSlam for the belt. So uh, I don't see Edge winning there, but I think some shenanigans are going to happen. And Seth Rollins will interfere, which will lead us to a Seth Rollins-Edge Match at SummerSlam, which will be a fun one to watch, and then finally we have AJ Styles and Omos taking on the Viking Raiders. I think AJ Styles and Omos retain fairly easily. Um, I think they're I think they're going to have a bit of a long tag team reign. Um, I don't know what what might happen. Are we going to see a tag team split where Omos will turn on AJ Styles? I'm not sure, but it's it is not the time to have them lose the belts just yet so uh, a couple of more predictions obviously I've, i've kind of alluded to them already these are just predictions that i see happening with the live uh with smackdown and raw going back on the road with fans i think the wwe will pull some surprises uh becky lynch being one of them i think sasha banks will come back in some way shape or form as well um in the next couple of weeks and then John Cena he I think he comes back I think we will see John Cena taking on Roman Reigns at SummerSlam and then like I said Seth Rollins taking on Edge as well at SummerSlam so they're really going to build SummerSlam to Wrestlemania levels uh, with it being at Allegiant Stadium and you know really building it as 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 a Wrestlemania level so I wouldn't be surprised to see some of the part-timers come in and and do some angles and storylines and some matches um I'm not sure about Bobby Lashley where who will face him I could be Brock Lesnar I still think it's I, I still think it's uh too early for that to happen um I think they saved that for WrestleMania, so I'm not sure exactly who made challenge Lashley for the belt at SummerSlam. Be kind of interesting to see what happens there. Uh, a couple of things I so just want to say a few words about Mr. Wonderful Paul Orendorf. He passed away uh, yesterday, and this was this was the guy that was part of the very first WrestleMania one main event. He teamed up with. Rowdy Roddy Piper to take on Mr. T and Hulk Hogan, and the rest is history. We're now, you know, getting WrestleMania 38 next year. So, um, had a great career. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Mr. Wonderful. You know, also was a well known producer in WCW as well. So, you know, rest in peace to him. And you know, it's kind of hard to see, you know, especially a lot of these 80 stars passing away, you know, that, that we're in the heyday of, of wrestling, um, that, that are passing away and seeing that happen. Uh, but you know, life, life goes, uh, you know, we're, we're getting older, all of us, I guess. So want to finish up with a little bit of big brother talk. Um, I am a big, big brother fan. I, I date back all the way to season one. I did watch the original, Season one of Big Brother did not like it the way the format was, but still returned for season two. And you know, season two probably is still one of my favorite seasons of Big Brother, just because of you know Doctor Will and Mike Boogie before he went psycho and off the deep end. And when they formed the Alliance Chilltown, I mean the way that the way that they played the game, they were just such fun to watch. Uh, but I've been watching Big Brother pretty much ever since. Um, early impressions of the game, you know, the, um, they've, they've done a lot to try and redo some of the criticisms that have happened the last few years on Big Brother. My biggest criticism of Big Brother the last few years is the they have cast too many people that are basically there to get followers on Instagram and they're content with laying out in the sun working on their tan whether it be in the big brother house or in the jury house and they don't play the game and you like i said being an old big brother fan i mean i remember the days of you know the chill town alliance or you go to big brother five when you had the four horsemen alliance and the way that they played the game or you know season six if you've never watched big brother season six that had to be probably one of the most contentious, but one of the best seasons of Big Brother ever because literally the house was split into uh, there were two mega alliances, and every week one one of them one side of the house would win HOH over the other, and so it was like basically a season long struggle. And you had some really good big personalities that you either loved or loved to hate. Um, that you know that was a fun season. But, you know, the last few seasons, like I said, you've got people that don't want to play the game. They're there basically to, you know, get Instagram famous and get on TV. And it just, it makes for a very boring um, season of Big Brother. So what, what I've watched so far, and I'm not a religious live feed watcher. I kind of keep up with it on a couple of websites. And I mean, I do have the live feeds if I want to watch it, but you know, I'll just tell you, when you watch the live feeds, I mean, you got to watch it for hours and hours and hours on end to see anything of interest. It's just like, you know, I, I don't have time for that. And I really don't have the desire to do that. Um, so, so far, I mean, it's an interesting household. I do like Frenchie. I've heard he's made some mistakes. Um, we'll see what, what they show tomorrow on the on Big Brother on the Wednesday show. Um. You know, I, I I like him. I do like Travis, uh, the guy that's from Hawaii, even though he went to UT. Seems like a seems like a nice guy. I do like also um you know, Derek. Um I think it's Derek X. Um I really do like him as well. I think he's he's an interesting um character and, and to watch. It's still real too early to tell. We're only two episodes in. But, you know, like I said, my main hope for this season of Big Brother is let's have some people actually playing the game, you know, more than just one or two. You know, last season with the All-Star season, Cody deserved a win. He played the game and he played the game basically while other people were just kind of sitting around the house, I guess, having a little summer vacation, you know, and you can't, you might not like it, but he played the game and he, he's. Deserve to win in the end, um, and so hopefully we'll see some some more. You know, people playing the game. That's what I like about Survivor. You know, even even the weakest Survivor season, the majority of people on that island are playing hard. You don't see that as much on Big Brother. So hopefully, would love to see that. I'll give you some more input and thoughts next week. As we by next week, we'll have some more um, episodes of Big Brother to kind of see how everything is going with the house guests. As far as the twists go, you know, they're in groups to start with. They've done that before, you know, one of the last really good seasons of big brother, big brother 11. They did the group thing. That was the season. That was the first season with Jeff and Jordan. Then you had, you know, uh, Jesse and you know, Jesse's another one, annoying guy, annoying on TV, but he, you know, played the game. Um, but, uh, so they've done that twist before 2 3 weeks down the road that twist will go away and they'll be playing as individuals again. So I mean, it's 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 fine as a twist. I don't know um, you know I don't I don't think it's game changing or anything like that. Uh you know the wild card competition it's fine. I mean, it's just another one of those things. Uh, you know, they last few years they on the Sunday show they've tried to fill it Fill it in with some sort of competition that they keep saying is game changing. They're doing it because they don't don't they don't want the Sunday show to just be about who the HOH is going to nominate. So it, it's a fine competition. I, I it's not something. I mean, I need to watch some of it more to kind of get more excited about it. It's You know, it's I'm not. Ooh, it's changing Big Brother forever kind of thing. So. Anyways, I hope everybody has a great week. I will be back next week, um, probably about Tuesday afternoon. This will post and we'll be off and rolling. There's only going to be two more Tuesday podcasts, um, and then school will be starting back up for me August the 2nd, and I'll be moving and shifting the podcast to Saturdays um, during the school year. So. Hope everybody has a great week, and I will see you next week on The Chris Carpenter Show.